0: Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right, and when they're wrong... It's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 855-432-4905. Reputation Defender is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results, where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff. So that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take control with Reputation Defender. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 855-432-4905 for free advice on your situation. That's 855-432-4905. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today?
1: 86 Boxing back at it once again. It's your boy Joshua City holding it down for 86Boxing.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at 86Boxing, on Twitter at 86Boxing, Facebook at 86Boxing, pretty much everything 86Boxing at 86Boxing, 86 everything. Man, it was a big weekend. As you know, the heavyweight title was on the line, so I'm going to start out with that because it doesn't get any bigger than that. Deontay Wilder obliterated Dominic Brazil with the one-round knockout that was probably the knockout of the year I think it will hold up, it will take something very, very impressive in order for him to do some. in order for someone else to top that now Deontay Wilder had his WBC heavyweight title on the line I think this was his ninth defense this was going down in Brooklyn Barclays Center, that's his second home from Alabama he's done a lot of his fights there, the majority of his title fights have been there Anyway, it ended up being a straight annihilation on behalf of Deontay Wilder, Dominic Brazil, and he came in with some bad intentions. They had a history stemming from that brawl a couple of years ago in Alabama, and they both wanted to come and make a statement. They wanted to put the bad blood behind them through fists to cuffs right there in the ring. They both attempted to do such. The round started out, it was fairly quick. Uh, Wilder came out, he was throwing some shots, he was able to hurt Brazil with a right hand, and that showed him that uh, he, his power was going to be real in this fight, and so he tried to pounce on Brazil again, got Brazil in the corner, but Brazil, you know, out of, I don't know if you call it, desperation or what, he uh, landed a couple of right hands on his own that uh, backed Wilder off. They definitely uh, snapped his head a little bit, and this got them up out of the corner. We did from there, they tied up a little bit, and the referee came in and broke up the fight. Now, after the action resumed literally probably seconds, 10 seconds or so, Wilder ended up blasting Brazil with the right hook. It was like right over the top and it, it landed directly on the chin of Brazil. And Brazil was essentially out on his feet before he went down. He went down, he was trying to get up, tried to damage this, and I'm sure it was a, very embarrassing situation for him going out like that given all the history that these two have but ultimately he wasn't able to answer the team count when he did get to his feet he stumbled to the corner so referee Harvey Dot had called it off and it was rightfully so because who knows what type of damage would have been the case had he not called it off and Brazil wasn't able to do anything from there but Deontay Wilder with that vaunted right hand Took out Dominique Brazil with basically a one punch KO, and it was a sight to see. So be sure to check out the replays of that. This opens up a lot of questions on what's next for Wilder. The post fight interview, Jim Gray ended up pissing Dominique Brazil off by stating that no one wanted to see this fight, along with stating that no one wants to see Joshua against Ruiz or Tyson Fury against Swartz. But essentially, Deontay Wilder said that all of these fights will happen. It'll just take some time. I believe that they will ultimately happen. It's a matter of when. And they definitely need to get the ball rolling on those. But, hey, the power is with them. Deontay Wilder, I believe, is a free agent. So he has the opportunity to negotiate on his own terms but maybe we'll get one of those fights later on this year, at least a rematch with Tyson Fury, and then the Joshua fight that will be the mecca and the biggest heavyweight fight since Tyson Lewis. Now, King Kong Ortiz was in the ring, so he got interviewed, and of course, he wants a rematch with Wilder. I don't know if that will happen. It's a possibility. Um, I think Ortiz, you know, is a top-flight guy, definitely getting up there in age. Is that necessarily a fight I want to see? No, not more than seeing Wilder rematch Fury or take on the likes of Dylan White or Anthony Joshua, of course. But I think there are other options out there, other exciting fun fights. If uh, Wilder wants to travel across the pun, even though he's the champion, Dylan White, he's been calling him out for years. So we'll see if that fight ends up happening. But I think that given all the promotion and such, Wilder delivered in a major way with that round one KO. So those casually tuning in probably would have been pretty excited seeing what happened. And yeah, they're going to be clamoring for more likely. And they're going to be throwing him in the neighborhood of the Tysons and such. So we'll see what transpires here over the next several months. But it would be wise of the PBC or in Wilder's brass to keep him out there in front of the public, out there getting his face seen. Showing his personality, showing that he is a world champion, showing his replays of the knockouts. Just keep him out there. That's how you're going to continually build him up. Because there's no question that Wilder, I mean Anthony Joshua, is still the number one guy at heavyweight if you look at it globally in terms of popularity and such. But power to him. Let him do the things. Um, Also on this card, Gary Russell Jr. made his annual return. That's like a running joke since he only fights once a year at this point. But we'll see what transpires after this. So he he defended his WBC featherweight title against Kiko Martinez. And he ended up getting a fifth-round technical knockout over Martinez. Martinez had a huge gash over his uh, left eye, actually, it was one of those types that is only going to be closed up with stitches or staples or something, but uh, the I think it was a left hook that uh, ended up opening up this gash. Uh, I want to say it was around the fourth round because it was a fifth round TKO. And by the time that the fight was stopped there, the fifth uh, blood was just streaming down Martinez's face. Now the fight in itself it went sort of <clears throat> excuse me sort of a scripted. Uh, Martinez was coming in had his head down a lot trying to land some shots but Gary Russell was too fast and explosive and catching him with a lot of stuff on the inside the outside game was always going to be Gary Russell's. He is without a doubt one of the fastest guys in boxing it's it's, it's a shame actually that we don't get to see more of him Uh, but he was able to pick Martinez off pretty much throughout the fight Um, I don't think Martinez landed anything significant at all whatsoever but Gary Russell Jr. looked very good, and this is coming off a one-year layoff. He seems to do well coming off a one-year layoff. We'll see how he does fighting more than once a year, if that ultimately happens. His only loss or blemish on his record is to Basil Lomachenko, and we already know how he gets down. Um, The Gary Russell hat on the shirt, he's basically saying that he wants Leo Santa Cruz after this. Leo, let's see if you're ready and down to get in the ring with him. We don't want to see you rematch with Mahrez. We don't want to see you rematch with uh, anyone else uh, out there. I forget. There's another person. Oh, yeah, Carl Frampton. We don't want to see uh, that, um, even though I got my respect for uh, Frampton. We want to see you fight someone like Gary Russell Jr., Leo Santa Cruz, Gary Russell Jr. Let's make it happen. I know Leo is fighting somebody. I can't remember the name of the person. There's somebody he should beat. Um... And after that, they need to make this happen. I know that Gary Russell did state that he's willing to move up, and he would move up for the immediately, vacate his title to get a shot at Miguel Burchell at 130 pounds. I welcome that fight wholeheartedly. If they can make that happen, make it freaking happen, because I think that would be an awesome fight, and Burchell is no slouch, and I think that he forgot the best in Russell, and Russell would do likewise for Burchell. So let's see if we can get that fight even, or... For Tank Davis, they've been having some chatter. And Davis even tweeted that uh, he's waiting on the call. So let's make it happen. Russell versus Davis move up to 130. Whew. Limitless possibilities. We'll see. But it's all going to be a matter of, hey, Russell, are you going to fight more than once? Demanded from Al Heyman. So uh, I, I understand uh, it stated that some of these guys don't want to get in with them. Rightfully so, because he's a talented individual and he was projected to be pound for pound talent for talent at this point in his career. And he has the talent to do such, he just hasn't had the uh, resume and track record uh, consistently to uh, be put in that, uh, put in that light you know, as being a pound for pound fighter, um, top 10 at least. So, Gary Russell, the ball's in your court in this point. All right, I'm going to move on, jump over to the World Boxing Super Series where my man, Naoya Inoyawei, blitzed Manny Rodriguez, Emmanuel Rodriguez out of Puerto Rico. Uh, he is now the WBA and IBF Weight champion. This was a part of the World Boxing Super Series semifinal round. Uh, so Inouye will move on to take on Donito Donaire. Donaire, got much love for Donaire. He's been a classy guy in the sport of boxing. He's been a main staple over the last several years, I want to say 10 plus years. And I'm happy for him 100%, but I think that he's in a world to hurt for Inohi Way because he's not necessarily on uh, the peak side of his career. He's definitely on the downslide, even though he's looked good in his last uh, two fights, uh, including that Burnett fight where I actually picked Burnett to win, but we know what happened in that fight. Um, anyway. In all your way, what can we say about this guy? This guy is, without a doubt, one of the top pound-for-pound fighters in the world. If you want to throw him in the ranks as being top five, he is definitely top five. If you want to say he's number one, hey, that argument can be made. He is basically treating world-class fighters like... It would be an insult to say sparring partners because some sparring partners get down. But he is just running through world-class fighters and... I don't see it stopping anytime soon. He's going to eventually have to move up, but we'll see. Uh, Manny Rodriguez, he came out in the first round, stood his ground, looked very good, looked very poised. That, uh, Stoyek in there, he he maintained his composure. Uh, Inouye, he was actually uh, catching way with the jab. Inouye, Inouye, say that five times fast, was trying to get in on him. Um, but you know, was able to land a few hooks and such, but that was not without taking a few shots of his own. though the there was nothing; there was wasn't anything major. But you uh, know, had to work behind his jab, and uh, Rodriguez, the longer fighter, and Rodriguez stood his ground, as I stated. You know, uh, continued to work in there, and he eventually landed a couple of good uh, hooks that uh, definitely got Rodriguez's attention, and that led to the second round where. You know the way he just basically started feeling super comfortable and went off. He blitzed uh, Rodriguez with a right hook, I believe it was. They dropped him, and I mean, he was hurt. He looked hurt, and he even uh, he even looked to his corner. I guess he, he was shaking his head. This might have been after the second knockdown, I, I, but he was shaking his head to his corner, like I think it was to say that uh, don't step in because. I think that this corner probably would have if he would have done so. But, yeah, he got dropped with that. He got up. He was visibly hurt. You know, anyway, he came back in. You know, he dropped him with a shot to the body. Um, it was a hook to the body. And Rodriguez went down. He was still hurt. I didn't think he would get up from that one. Um, he could, hey, he, he's a tough individual because you could tell he was in pain. Um, and Rodriguez ended up getting up again, and once again dropped. This time, another shot to the body, and it was pretty much over. But at that point, he was able to rise to his feet, but the referee stopped it because visibly you could see he was shaking and wasn't there. His corner probably was going to throw in a towel anyway. If uh, you know, anyway, would have pounced in, it probably would have done more damage, more unnecessary damage for sure. But uh, the. To the extent, of, the extent of the damage, who knows? It's good that the referee stopped it at that particular point. But Inouye looks like an unstoppable force. It's when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object, that's what it's gonna take to see what the heck is the limit for Inouye. This little guy's a beast, he's out of Japan. He's looking good. He's now the uh, WBA and IBF Phantomweight Champion, as mentioned. Sky's the limit. He's going to move on to take on Donito De and ultimately win this World Boxing Super Series tournament. It'll be interesting to see who wants to step in the ring with him after that. I envision he might have to just move up. Um, And if he does so, he's going to be a train wreck and he's going to wreak havoc on all those uh, that are in front of him. And he's just looked good in pretty much every fight I've seen from him his last several. He took out McDonald's, just blitzed him. Uh, Juan Carlos Payano, Blitzed them, basically one punch, one right hand, ended that in one round. I mean, he's taking world-class fighters out within one round, basically. In the case of Rodriguez, we went two rounds, which is a miracle in itself. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, know your way. Keep that guy on your radar, especially if you haven't seen him fight. Go check out some YouTube stuff. Go check out his fight for Rodriguez. It won't take you much time. All you need to do is set aside 10 minutes out of your day and, catch up with uh, all of this world-class level stuff uh, just like that, legitimately the Jiffy. Um, also on this card, it was the main event actually, even though Innoi Way versus Rodriguez definitely could have been deserving of that, but both of these were great, great, great fights. As no a matter of fact, this World Boxing Super Series card was the best card of the weekend, in my opinion, given the Innoi Way taylor fight and the implications of such and the expectations of, uh, of what was uh, to be expected when these two fights went down. So it was Josh Taylor. This is 140 pounds. This is that version of the World Boxing Super Series tournament. He took on Ivan Baranchik, Ivan the Beast Vrancik, actually. Um, The IDF super uh, lightweight title was on the line. This was a 12th round unanimous decision in favor of Joshua Taylor. I thought he did a hell of a job. I thought he won pretty much at least six to seven of the... I would, no, I would say 7 to 8 of the 12 rounds. Uh, Baranchik, who's always game. I've said this in previous podcasts. Baranchik, is, he's definitely fitting of the name Beast. He brings it every time. He's, he's like a power pack, uh, just ball of energy and explosiveness for the most part. But I think that in this fight, what we saw was the fact that while Baranchik has been in and gotten a lot of good work from a fundamental perspective even the mental aspect Josh Taylor was just on a different level a step above and that's not to say that Berenci can't get there or he isn't there he just wasn't there on this night for sure and Taylor the uh, expectations for Taylor are very high and he's shown in his last several fights that he is a notch above all at 140 except for the likes of maybe Regis Probray we'll see um, but I would say that Josh Taylor showed that from a boxing perspective, perspective a fundamental standpoint, that he was just a level above Ivan Baranchik. Now, Baranchik was able to get in some good shots uh, in spurts throughout the fight, but there were moments where he was just thoroughly outclassed, in my opinion. He was dropped, uh, I don't recall the round, but he was dropped in this fight. Um, and Taylor was looking to basically take him out. Uh, Barancic showed that he has some form of uh, mental fortitude by continuing to fight through that and he was able to recover and he lasted throughout the fight. And he even got in some good shots, as i mentioned, but Taylor was working behind the jab landing a lot of good hooks. And uh, Taylor was baiting him in because Barancic was kind of leaning forward Ready to tie up things of that nature, and Taylor would just get off with a f- few different shots. Uh, it's mainly the hooks, and Taylor was working the body as well. It was just an all-around good boxing effort on behalf of Josh Taylor, the Tartan Tornado. This was all in Scotland at the SSC Arena, Glasgow. Josh Taylor. He will now move on to take on Regis gray the American in the World Boxing Super Series finale for the 140 pounder. This is gonna be an excellent fight. I gotta keep it 100% honest. Leading into this, I favor Joshua Taylor to win the entire tournament. But Regis Progray looked very good in his last fight with Kirill uh, Rillick. And I think this is gonna be an awesome toss-up caliber fight. 50-50 fight, Taylor Progray. I'm slightly, I'm going to say it right now, I, I I picked Taylor to win this thing overall, but my opinion could change as we move forward because I'm slightly leaning, I'm, I'm slowly sort of leaning more towards pro Gray as well. Both of them can take shots and both of them have taken shots. Um, I think that as far as this tournament is concerned, Taylor has had the tougher outing in terms of the two opponents he's faced. That's not to say that that uh, the guys that Progre has faced in the tournament aren't top level talents. I just feel like I like uh, I feel like Taylor has gone through the tougher course. That being said, Pro is seasoned he's shown that. He's a notch above anyone in space He's a different caliber. He's already taken out the likes of Terry Flanagan and so forth, uh, Julius Dungo in the past. Um, and it's, it's really it's, it's really a 50-50 fight, in my opinion. And if I had to bet money on it, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> because I don't know. I'm leaning towards Taylor to win it all. I just think that uh, from a skill set perspective, his, his is, uh, he, he will stick to the basic fundamentals and that will lead him towards uh, getting the victory over ProGrade. ProGrade, of course, fundamentally sound as well, but grade I feel, will take more risk than uh, Taylor and that could ultimately not play out in his favor. I don't know. We'll see. Right now, I pick Josh Taylor to win it. But by the time the fight comes, I might be leaning towards Pro I need to go back and look at more videos and such and see more of their fights just to refresh myself because, man, this is a tough call right here. But anyway, Josh Taylor versus Regent Pro Gray in a 140-pound championship for the World Boxing Super Series get that Ali Trophy thing you have. Naoya Way against Lomito Denaire. I love Denaire, but I think Way takes that one without a doubt. Anyway, that's how the weekend went down. There were some other fights that uh, took place as well, as a matter of fact. If you want that, uh, oh, yeah, Billy Joe Saunders, he fought. I haven't seen that. Apparently, he got a decision picked up a title. I don't know how the title even online, but anyway, power to him. Uh, yeah, that. I'm sure there was some other stuff out there as well. Geraldes uh, Herald, uh, he lost, or he had a draw with uh, Artinas Mendez on the... On uh, the Showtime card, um, I thought he won that fight. Uh, R.I.P. to Harold Letterman. Got some good stuff coming up this next weekend. Just had to check that out. Will uh, Jessica McCaskill. Oh yeah, I'm gonna uh, try and be out there to the Devin Haney fight at MGM. Got the credential for that, so I'll be there next weekend covering that. So I'll come back at you with some stuff. Um, but in the meantime. Be sure to check out those fights I just min- uh, mentioned in this episode. Then get back at me. Let me know what your thoughts are. I think it's some good stuff. We're going to enjoy it. 86boxing.com, 86boxing podcast, Joshua City. Check us out.
2: Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there is a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime.
0: Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you.